Well, good afternoon and welcome to the program. I am pleased and honored to welcome to the show this afternoon the Republican nominee for governor of the state of Illinois, State Senator Darren Bailey. is live on the line with us this afternoon. Senator, it's so great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Well, good afternoon. It's an honor to be with you. We want to talk a little bit of politics, a whole lot of policy, but I have to right out of the gate ask you about a story that just broke today. You're currently living in the city of Chicago? What, what's going on there? <laughs> well, I am. Uh, we've been up here for the last two years. We've, we've actually had an apartment in North Aurora, and uh, now we've, uh, we've, Cindy and I decided we needed to immerse ourselves in the culture. So, yes, we've... Uh, about the last month, we've been up here uh, in Chicago, and uh, I'm going to tell you something. The reception out on the street in the businesses, everywhere we go, has been uh, quite amazing. So, Now, how much time are you spending up there? You're still a state senator. You represent Xenia down in southern Illinois. You have to maintain your, your residence there. So how much time are you actually spending in Chicago? Well, we're up here quite a bit on the campaign trail. We were, uh, uh, Cindy and I and Stephanie Trussell, we'll, uh, we'll split up every now and then and hit different parts of the state. Um, uh, we were home. Uh, I, was, I was in district uh, yesterday. I'll be in district uh, uh, next week. And I've got uh, two amazing uh, offices, and I'm, I'm on the phone probably about, uh, oh, gosh, a third of the day dealing with the uh, constituent services. And it, I'm going to tell you something. Here's, uh, here's what's hilarious. It's kind of sad as well that uh, I've got people calling all over the state into my offices, you know, searching for help, people that I've met along the way, and, and they think that I'm their senator, and, and, and they're needing help with various agencies and various situations, and many of them right up here in the Chicago area because uh, lots of the many of the offices here are, are closed up. They haven't opened back up. The, the senators and representatives are, are, you know, hard to get a hold of, many of the, the you know, many of the people here in the inner city of Chicago. So, People need help, and they're looking for hope, and that's what we do. That's a good segue into uh, some of the challenges facing Illinois right now, and I want to talk uh, to you today uh, on, on a policy perspective here. I, I've got a, a flyer that was actually sitting in one of our, our local convenience stores, well-produced piece by your campaign, listing uh, what's described as your plan for Illinois. And I want to ask you uh, about a couple of these in detail here, starting with taxes. It says right out of the gate, lower income and property taxes. Tell me about your plan to do that. How do you lower, first of all, income taxes here in Illinois? And what has to get cut out of state spending to make that happen? Well, from day one, I've offered a plan. That I call it zero-based budgeting. And and if there's another thing that I found out uh, working with state government over the last four years, and I'm going to say especially the last six months, because agency people working inside these agencies are starting to speak up. These agency directors that Governor Pritzker has established uh, they they seem to have very little say in what's going on. They seem to be a figurehead, and and he seems to dictate to much of the directions. Is what I'm gathering. So so first and foremost, uh, we put men and women in place of these agencies. Uh, you know, competent, honorable, hardworking, uh, common sense men and women, and we give them the reins. And, and we go to work, and we find out. Uh, we, we reprioritize our spending, so they build a budget from zero uh, from from the bottom up, and and then finally we can tell the people of Illinois where their money's being spent at. Yeah, I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, my successor Adam Niemer, when when he uh, first became a state representative two years ago, one of the first things that he uh, uh, suggested was a forensic audit for our budget, and Frank Montino uh, called him up immediately and, and t- 
told him he couldn't do that, told him that uh, it cost a quarter of a billion dollars and it'd take about four years to tell the taxpayers of Illinois where their money's at, and that's ridiculous. So so in each uh, serving as a state rep and a senator, I've seen the waste. When I started, the budget was $32 billion, and today it's $46.5 billion, and I think everyone in the state of Illinois will, will recognize and admit the fact that uh, we're worse off than we were. So we expose uh, the waste, and then, and then we deal with it. And in a perfect world, it would be nice uh, to give a few years ago. It would have been awesome to be able to, and maybe even possible, to give uh, residents a tax break or, or, or lower the tax rate. But today, we need to get our house in order. Other states around us now have a surplus, and and, uh, and we don't, and there's no sense in that business. Uh, we need to start attracting families and businesses. So uh, we start dealing and we start paying our debt down. Uh, we, we, we deal with uh, many of the schools and other agencies, uh, law enforcement. We, we get rid of unfunded mandates. Uh, this uh, this uh, no-cash bail, it's going to drive property taxes up immensely because the courthouses will have to raise taxes to keep their doors open and uh, while the criminals continue to get out on the street. So that's, uh, that's a little bit of a, of a taste of how I, I'm going to expect to govern with the people that I surround myself with. I want to come back to that crime issue. It's a very important one, but I want to delve into this a little bit more. You've been a lawmaker for years. You've voted on a number of budgets, and you, you said you've seen the waste. So give me an example of, of where you could cut the the type of money you're talking about that could lead to meaningful tax reform would that mean reducing headcount we just have too many state workers what where are you looking at cutting to to get that done well one thing that i've witnessed and i'll go back to adam niemerk's uh frenzy audit is the fact that really no one knows where the money's going at in the first place a five thousand page budget and as a Republican, it's dumped on us with an hour to look at it and vote on it. And many times now, and that's what we're finding. We're even finding in the Safety Act and many of these laws that have been passed, these lawmakers have absolutely no idea uh, what's in these bills. So, you know, instead of unpacking it, which Frank Montino said would cost a, a quarter of a billion dollars and take four years to do, we've simply got to start reprioritizing what our needs are uh, today. Uh, many of the, uh, you know, anytime there's a problem in Illinois, Governor Pritzker for the last four years and, and, and his friends on the, on the other side of the aisle have suggested that money's the answer. You know, take our schools, for example. We, uh, you know, we spend more per student than almost any state in the nation, yet our results are the worst. And, I mean, it's devastating what's taking place up here in Chicago right now as we're learning the facts and figures about to their public education. So, so we start to delving in. That's what I'm going to task uh, the new agency directors with and their, their uh, undersecretaries, and they'll, they'll work on that, and they'll, we'll ferret out the waste. Uh, for example, DCFS. Uh, January, July 1st, when, when fiscal year 22 ended, they left $12 million on the table. Uh, when fiscal year uh, 21 ended a year ago, they left $28 million on the table. And, and yet when I asked Director Smith uh, to explain that, he had no way. He couldn't. He didn't know where the money was at. He didn't know where it was going. He didn't even know why they didn't spend it. Yet they were asking for more money you know, to fix their problems. So we've got a dire situation in the state of Illinois, and it's got to be addressed, and, and we're going to tackle that on day one and, and start showing the people of Illinois where that is at. If we're spending too much at the state level on education, more than other states, as you said, uh, can you cut that and still bring down property taxes? Local school districts are the biggest driver of property taxes. So how do you get those property taxes down uh, while you're also potentially affecting the state level of funding for schools? Well, so local school districts... Are, you know, are, number one, are plagued with a lot of unfunded uh, uh, 
you know, mandates from state government. We need, we need to start putting these schools back in the hands of parents, the local parents, and making sure that their local duly elected school boards are educating these children as their community uh, desires. And, and because of many of these unfunded mandates, I witnessed that. I was on the school board myself from 1995 to 2012, and, and the state comes in with these wonderful programs and, and first year or two they might be free and then all of a sudden they they mandate and they say now you have to uh, you have to you, you know you have to, to, to perform these duties and oh by the way now you've got to uh, tell us how it's working so the schools have had to load up unnecessarily over the years uh, with administration and uh, that's what's that's one thing especially in our colleges administrative bloat that's what's causing uh high tuitions in our colleges and that's what's causing the increase in property taxes with local schools can you give me an example of an unfunded mandate you're talking about that you'd get rid of well many times with uh, right now a crt and the and the uh, sex ed those are the two of the newest ones so schools are scrambling to these into their uh, uh, curriculums and some schools who desire and go ahead and stay with the sex education sb818 uh, more teachers are going to be hired for that. More more curriculums going to be purchased. Uh, that uh, Senator, making a demand you're, on you're, schools. Your phone's breaking up just a little bit here. I want to make sure we can hear your answer on this. You, you mentioned CRT. That's not a state mandate that I'm aware of. And uh, oh, yes, it is. Well, it was written. Yes, well, go, it well, was written into the rules, and schools are teaching it. It wasn't supposed to be started until 2025, but. Governor Pritzker, when many of the grants were issued last year, it was uh, demanded that schools begin implementing this, and I have seen it firsthand. Can, can you explain this? To, define what you mean by CRT, critical race theory. What What is that in, in your estimate, and, and where is it, in fact, being taught? Because, like I said, I haven't seen it personally, but yeah, I, I'm sure you can point me to it. Well, yeah, it's definitely in our classrooms, and many times uh, from the times that I've seen it, it's, it's innocently in our classrooms. So, I mean, the best definition I have of it is it's simply un-American, and it actually teaches racism. That's exactly what we're pinpointing instead of focusing on, on, on teaching our children to read, write, and do the things that for, for you know public education is supposed to do. We are supposed to educate our children, not indoctrinate them. And, and through Governor Pritzker's reign for the last three and a half years, our schools have turned into indoctrination centers, and that has got to stop can you point me to a specific school or school district that is, quote, teaching racism? I will get that to you, yes. There are schools that in certain classrooms that uh, many times when teachers or parents have sent me their curriculum, I've, I've forwarded it out, and I, I don't know many times it's been outside of my school or my uh, district, and I'm not for sure how that's been dealt with. So, yes, I'll be more than happy to get you a, uh, some information on that. I would really appreciate that. State Senator Darren Bailey, Republican nominee for governor, joining us live here this afternoon on 92.7 WMAY. Senator, let's talk crime. Uh, obviously, it's very much on people's minds. We had a horrific uh, double homicide here in Springfield this week. A couple killed in their home uh, by, by someone who uh, apparently broke in. It's all still under investigation here. You talked a lot about the situation in Chicago. What are you going to do to make our streets and communities safer? Well, we need to repeal the Safety Act first and foremost. We've been harping and talking about that for the last two years. And much to your point with the CRT, people have their blinders on. They say, oh, that, that's not happening. Yes, it is. The crime rate here in Chicago, there's been more homicides in the last year than almost New York and, and Los Angeles combined. There's a problem here. So we repeal the Safety Act. 
we uh, uh, get rid of this no cash bail. I mean, people need to realize that Chicago's got a mess on their hands right now because Kim Fox will not prosecute criminals, and then that's what's going to happen uh, come January first when. J.B. Pritzker opens the, the do- jail doors and the prison doors and starts letting murderers, carjackers, rapists, thieves out, and, and that's that's exactly what he's doing. So we need to be uh, we need to be funding our police. There's 1,700 uh, shortage, 1,700 police officers shortage uh, here in uh, Chicago. The Illinois State Police is underfunded and understaffed and undermanned. Here in Chicago, they're being told they cannot pursue criminals uh, uh, once they commit a crime. And, and, and once the once these laws go into effect for the entire state of Illinois in, in January 1st, as soon as uh, things uh, kind of kick into place, that's what's going to happen all over this state. So it's a really – most of our problems have been created by J.D. Pritzker, uh, whether it's crime uh, or, or lawlessness whether it's an increase in taxes and an out-of-control uh, state budget, $32 billion when I started four years ago and $46.5 billion now, and our schools are being devastated. J.B. Pritzker has signed all the bills into a law that have created these problems. So uh, first and foremost, we go to work repealing and turning this around, and then we, uh, then we start uh, building integrity into the system. This flyer I'm looking at, you're talking about your plan for Illinois. Another line on it says, secure our elections. Are Illinois elections not secure right now? No, it's interesting because the last uh, four years that I've served, two years in the House and two years in the Senate, when we talk about uh, uh, election integrity laws, my Democrat friends on the other side of the aisle, they'll, they'll stand up and laugh and just, you know, it's all, it's, it, and, and, and a couple of them have said in the past, there's, there's always been cheating, get used to it. So there's a constitutional process right now, and, and it's called being, it's serving, serving as a poll watcher or an election judge. And it entails people, and when we, the people, fail to participate in government, then we begin to have problems. So we're targeting – we've got about – there's 10,800 or so precincts in the state of Illinois. Uh, 4,000 of those precincts are in Cook County. Uh, Across the state, we've got uh, about 2,000 precincts that we have targeted as what we call high-risk precincts. And (laughs) one of the reasons that we – we call them that is is an excessively high turnout uh, in in voting. So we're going to be monitoring those. There's going to be people on the ground and, and watching that. And uh, then once I'm elected, then we need to we need to take a serious look at uh, uh, a voter ID and a couple other mechanisms that you're probably looking at there that uh, will ensure that people feel confident in the voting system. Because if people don't feel confident in the voting system, they're going to throw their hands up, they're not going to participate, and then our freedoms and our constitutional republic become in jeopardy. You're concerned about too much participation in voting? No, some of these high, where where there's high, uh, there's a couple of precincts there's uh, here in Cook County that have over 100% voter turnout. So, and then there's others that have a 70, 80 plus, whenever the state average has always been uh, 40%. So, yeah, there's there's an apparent problem there. So, you know, I'd like to have... 
I want to have your campaign send me those precincts with more than 100% voting, too. I'd I definitely like to check that out also. Hey, Senator, I know we're tight on time here. I have a couple more things I want to make sure we ask you this afternoon. And I know this is one you, you have not really been eager to answer, but I think there's a lot of interest in it. It's on the, the issue of abortion. You, of course, want to be the governor of Illinois. You want to have a legislature that will pass the, the bills you want to pass. You'd like to have a Republican-controlled legislature. i got to ask, if you get all of that, will you seek to push an abortion ban in the state of Illinois? J.B. Pritzker is fear-mongering with that very concern. That's all that man can talk about because he can't talk about improving Illinois because he's a He's turned Illinois upside down, so we've got plenty of work to do on our hands. To fo- you know, I'm, pro- I'm pro-life. Everybody knows that. There's no doubt about that. But we need to start working on the things that unite us, and that is crime, that's taxes, and that's getting our schools under control for our children. And then when we do that, and, and when my table has Democrats and, and, and everyone sitting around the table having some input, as well as you know right now, it does not take place. Uh, with with Republicans being allowed to have input. When we do that, and and however long that's going to take, uh, I think we're going to better understand each other. Then we can begin to tackle these socialists. I hear about this not from the governor, but from women who are are concerned about this issue. So you you won't address whether or not you would seek... They're concerned about the issue because that's the only ad that J.B. Pritzker uh, uh, puts out. I think they're concerned about it because they're they're women, and and that's why they're concerned about it. Women are very well protected in the state of Illinois. But but would they... they, So you would not seek at any point as governor a total ban on abortion? I, I have no idea that, that you know as well as I do that the state legislator, that's probably not going to happen in the state of Illinois. So. Senator, one last question for you, because I know we're, we're out of time. Uh, you were quoted by the Center Square this week as saying, common sense tells us to repeal everything that J.B. Pritzker signed into law. That's why we're having these problems. So I got to ask on a couple of specifics. Would you uh, want to roll back the minimum wage? The governor signed that into law. Do you want to see that minimum wage lowered in Illinois? Uh, we need to have that conversation because it's, and we need to do a study. You know, I was one of the first ones out with Jason Plummer that sat down with the um, uh, University of Illinois when they started asking for more money because of, of the uh, of the impact of, of minimum wage on them. So uh, we need to make sure that it's not driving business out and uh, and the, the, the small business for the next three years. And would you want to make marijuana illegal again in Illinois? The governor signed recreational marijuana into law. Would you seek to repeal that? I don't see that changing in Illinois, and I probably don't see the minimum wage changing either. So, Senator, Because all of this stuff requires the, the legislature, uh, you know, wrapping their minds around this and, and presenting that to me. Senator, how do people find out more about your campaign and your effort to unseat J.B. Pritzker? Uh, Bailey for Illinois.com. Join the movement. It's an amazing grassroots movement. Check us out on Facebook, Baron Bailey for Governor, and you'll see what's going on and, and have a better understanding of uh, why we're going to win and restore Illinois.